Hello and welcome to Shake It Not Noob, the podcast that feels that people can get things like hashtag Snyder Cut and hashtag Bring Back Tony Stark to life happening, we should be getting on the bandwagon too. So we're proposing the following, hashtag Make Fallout Great Again, hashtag Release Another Skyrim, and hashtag Release a Playable Version of Cyberpunk 2077 on the PS5, you flogs. I am your warrior for nerdly justice, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me as always is an activist who has been on the front line for change in video games ever since he saw the new trailer for Halo Infinite. It's Mr. Duty Dutram. How are we, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I wouldn't really say I'm an activist for Halo change because I don't really care for Halo. <laughs> well, that's the change you want. Less Halo. Yeah, um. <laughs> less Halo. More good games. <laughs> more of anything else. Yeah. Indeed. And how have we how have we been going, buddy? We've been off for a couple of weeks. Have you been uh, getting deep into some video games and reviews? Uh, indeed, indeed. Uh, of course, been uh, been playing Subverse. I got Mrs. Duty to play some Subverse as well. Uh, I've gone back and I'm starting to take a look at uh, the 2011 game Space Marine, um, or as the orcs say in that game, Space Marine, um, which <laughs> is it's a fucking great game. It's 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 basically the best Gears of War game past Gears of War three. Um, and yeah, I went back and took a look at Total War Warhammer 2 as well. It's not really my jam. Um, <laughs> yeah, shit. I've I've been doing a, I've been doing a fair bit. There's some new games like Lunch Lady that's on that's trending on Steam. Played a bit of that. Kind of sucks. Yeah, um, sure. And yeah, Signs of Signs of Silence. I think it was was another one which um would be good for for the likes of Kermit and the Miscellaneous Boys to play. I reckon. Okay, excellent. One of those ones that uh, everybody can get part of. Yeah, it's one of those sort of like funny stream games. If you if you know you got a crew playing it, you're streaming it. So, Miss Lady yeah, sure. Kermit, get on it. There we go. Uh, excellent, mate. That sounds like you've had a busy couple of weeks uh, video gaming. Uh, yeah. I myself have been going back through my pile of shame and playing games that I should have played previously, um, and got into a bit more Days Gone um, because that was on the. Um, uh, one of the the, the the PlayStation Store selects you can pick up for nothing. Oh, yeah. I think I borrowed your copy. You had a copy for a while. I did. I, I, I donated yeah. it to Oz from Incognito yeah. Comics. Yeah, and I, I think I might have played like the first half hour and went, yeah, nah, this is not for me. But I'm, I'm getting back into it now because, um, as we'll talk about, there has been some news on that this week. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, it, it's one of those games that requires... it's. There's an interesting grind to it that I can't decide whether I'm actually really into or if it's just bothering me now. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those interesting games. And uh, another game that I want to talk about today, um, and we'll talk about later for the reviews. Dorf Romantic. It's um, it's a very interesting one that we'll uh, we'll touch on a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but yes, let's get straight into it. Um, let's talk about the news or things that I recently saw on the internet. Um, first off, Days Gone director. Now this guy, I. I'm not sure if you read this. It was pretty funny. Um, The Days Gone director came out um, in the past week. His name is John Garvin. Um, He wrote and directed or was the creative director around Days Gone. He said uh, that if you love a game and you want a sequel, you should buy it at full fucking price. Um, (laughs) Sounds like he's a little bit butthurt about how this game was perceived at the original launch. So um, Days Gone, when it first came out, was kind of a hit uh, kind of a miss i think um it, it came out and i think the average score i think ign gave it a 6.5 um which is pretty shit for them um and it was 71 percent on metacritic so um yeah probably not a great received game and a lot of people have been waiting till it comes through on the free copies i've 
played it. I didn't purchase a copy. I played it for free. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's probably not going to get a sequel just because it didn't release well. Yeah, and it, it, it they did... I know Sony Australia did a lot of marketing in regards to Australia. There was posters and billboards and um, mm. some media people got, like, fake wedding invitations because you know the characters married or whatever um, yeah, yeah and that yeah. was like invites to their press launch event and all that sort of stuff like that as well but yeah i don't know i think the time of the zombie is basically dead man like walking dead started basically reignited it all and now the walking dead is a shit tv show and has been for quite some time and people are just like zombies and nah, i'm fucking over it like give us a werewolf game or a vampire <laughs> game like that imagine a fucking vampire game where like if you go out at night time you're completely fucked well, there was a um, uh, there was that werewolf game that came out recently, which was not great. Oh yeah, um, that's right. And I mean, but we've had some good zombie games. We've had Dying Light. We've been waiting for Dying Light Two to come out for forever. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's look. I like some of the mechanics around Days Gone. I think it's a really interesting game. It's g- good game now, but I re- I do remember when it launched, there was a lot of problems with bugs, things not working. You know, I think they've ironed out all of that stuff now, you know, years later. But when you release a very sort of, you know, hard to get into game with, you know, repetitive gameplay and lots of bugs, you're going to get a shit response at launch. And I think like, you know, this guy's problem was, was really about, you know, oh, people are buying it on sale or they're, you know, getting it for free through this, you know, PlayStation collection. I think he's annoyed by the fact that, you know, there's a better uptake, uh, uptake of the gameplay now that it's cheaper than when it first launched. I mean, you're always going to have a problem. I mean, that happens with games all the time, though, as well. Like, you know, game yeah. releases, people don't look at it, and then they go back and take a look at it and go, actually, yeah, it was, it was pretty fucking sweet. Like, a lot of people do that with, like, I think it was Sega's Vanquish game. That was like a, it was a Gears of War pop and stop cover, but you had, like, rockets attached to your back, and you'd slide around into cover and shit. And, like, that was a great game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I, hey, look, there's, there's some games that you buy it. You know, hey, look, I paid full price for, um, uh, what's the one? The Space Game. <laughs> I can't remember the name now. Um, Space Marine. Yeah. Space Marine, that's oh, it. Uh, no, no Man's, no Man's Sky. Sky. Yeah, I paid full price for that at launch. I was very excited about it, and then it disappointed me. But over the years, after having paid full price for it, I've since bought it again uh, at a discounted rate on the PC because they've improved the game. They've done stuff to it. Yes, they've streamlined Days Gone, but they haven't really added any new content that would make people come back to it. And now that it's free on the collection, I just don't think people are going to pay any money for it. So I think his issue was, you know, they wanted to do more, um, but weren't supported financially for it. I think it's just the problem that you have when you, you know, launch an average game. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's interesting for a, a Sony game that is essentially like one of their exclusive, you know, only playable yeah. places. It's now coming to PC, actually. Um, but it, it's one of their exclusive titles that didn't perform too well. But um, I, yeah. I reckon I might give it a go when it hits PC because I've got a big rig gaming PC and I don't like PlayStation, so I might give it a crack there. <laughs> hey, look, it, lo- it looks it looks fine now. I think it's a, a perfectly fine game without being great. So, yeah, yeah if, if you're into something that's going to waste a lot of your time, then uh, this is the game for you. Mm. Um, speaking of look, uh, speaking of PlayStation exclusives, I do want to talk quickly about a game that's been teased this week. Um, the preview editions have gone out for a game called Returnal. It um, looks and- crap. Oh, what are you talking it about? It looks so fucking boring. It, it looks like a lot of fun. Like the the early um, the early feedback on this is that it is one of the the proper next gen uh, titles. So yeah, we've had a lot of you know upticks, uh, uh, upgraded games, or you know this is the version for this. 
there haven't been a lot of next-gen titles that have come through that are truly built for these new consoles. Yes, right. um, and apparently this one does, and it makes use. And obviously, you can't see this on the videos, but makes very good use of the haptic feedback, uh, which is pretty sensational um, on the the PS5 controllers. So, um, very interesting. It's um, the the developers have um, have made a big a big jump, I think, from some of the, the previous games they made. Um, so they used to do um, sort of, uh, they did like uh, Super Stardust, I think was one of their games. And I think they had some um, uh, some developers as well from uh, Reja Gun, which was like a side-scrolling kind of um, Space Invaders type game. So, you know, they, they've had more of those types of uh, games than they have anything else, sort of bullet, ho- uh, bullet hell um, Space Invaders stuff. Um, so it's interesting that they come through and they've built this which is a a third person psychological horror roguelike game so there's a lot of really interesting elements in there that they've mixed together i I think it looks great i'm gonna and played the absolute shit out of this so yeah you um, sent me the the video game watch this we're discussing it and i watched maybe three minutes of it and i went this looks like crap like a lot of people (laughs) going like oh outriders gameplay was pretty boring and average i'm like dude this looks worse than outriders like it's pretty but the gameplay looks like you're gonna love it it looks like when when PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 first launched and everyone was going fucking ape shit for it, like Motorstorm or whatever it was called. Like, look how good it looks. I'm like, yeah, after five minutes, you want to get rid of it because it sucked. It looks yeah, like one it of looked- those games. It's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be um, one of those games that once you learn the tricks to the bosses and all the rest of it, it's it's kind of like a almost like a rhythm game if you if you know what I mean. Like oh, once no, you learn to the rhythm of on, co- yeah, rhythm game, yeah. Fucking, uh, uh, <laughs> fuck, I've forgotten the name of that shitty game from last year. Beat Saber? No, wait. Uh, um, no, no, man, no road man. No, some fucking thing. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> I hated it, and people ripped on me for it. Yeah, no, fair enough. Well, look, I, I think it looks like a, a bit of fun. It will be interesting to try. I'm, I'm just excited to see next-gen content coming through because we've been so you know, deprived of it all um, being released. Yeah, I do enjoy the upgraded versions of the, the previous generation, but it, it's not really it's not the, the... Yeah, it's not the same thing. When you get something specifically built for that console, mate, makes all the difference. So, yeah. yeah, looking forward to seeing that at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of things that haven't been updated for the next generation, Fortnite. Um, it uh. has <laughs> it has now been cited in over two hundred divorce proceedings. What? Um, that's a kind of record, I think. Divorce so, proceedings. Paul, divor- you just got married. Congratulations. What have you done? <laughs> Literally, that was my next two lines, Paul. <laughs> congratulations, uh, but also, <laughs> like, it's it's uh, it's amazing. It's how could you let anything of, of like video games of of any nature, let alone Fortnite, cause the breakdown of a marriage? I think that's it's pretty interesting. I mean, life finds a way, as Ian Malcolm tells us. But well, I'm curious <laughs> as to whether Epic Games or you know Fort, the Fortnite guys, if they'll be sued for causing marriage breakups, because you can sue anyone in the states for basically anything. Oh, you may as well. I mean, give it a crack. It's, it's- it's probably worth a try. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, 200 is quite a number. I don't know if any other games have gotten that close. Maybe something like World of Warcraft, I oh, think, yeah, would be in be there just because yeah. it's such a fucking time vampire. So anything that soaks up all of your time. But Fortnite's a game you can pick up and put down in two seconds. Yeah, but the V-Bucks and the floss dancing and the events and it's it's the whole... Th- 90% of the players are under the age of eight. <laughs> 
I'm sure the legal age of marriage in somewhere like Tallahassee is like six or something. So you know, a lot of people. Tallahassee is not a state; it's a city. I get that, but you you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> or, you know, it's it's those you know. Uh, maybe it's not real divorces. Maybe it's those, you know, you're my wife and I'm your husband in primary schools and, you know, doing the floss dance in front of them. And I don't fucking know. I don't know where I'm going with this. That's uh, that, Apparently, that's how people get married these days. You don't exchange rings, you floss together. So, um, If yes. Paul's dance at his wedding was a floss dance, fuck. <laughs> Paul, we need confirmation. Thank oh, you. Yeah, yes, please. Uh, yes, so there we go. Fortnite setting records all over the place. Uh, speaking of records, CD Projekt Red refunded uh, around 30,000 Cyberpunk 2077 copies, um, which is a lot, um, but not so much, apparently. So the estimated cost in the refunds was around $2 million US dollars, mm. um, but they made over $560 million US dollars last year. So no, not sure they give two shits. Yeah, and and to be fair, it's I'm I'm gonna go back and and take a look at um, Cyberpunk, you know, a year after it's released, so then you can compare. Okay, this is what it was like when it launched. This is what it's like now. Is it worth going back to? So on and so forth. Um, it, yeah, it, it pseudo felt like an early access game in some instances. <laughs> yes, it did. Oh, because um, you can run it. Oh, I can't run it. I like seriously. If, I'm not putting not putting it back on until I get a PS4 proper. PS5 version, waiting for that next-gen update, still waiting, no fucking dates at this stage. Um, and apparently they've sold, um, the record now is 13.7 million copies of uh, Cyberpunk. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of copies for a game that is not so great. I thought it was fine. It ran perfectly on my Xbox and it runs great on PC. Yeah, yeah, look, it's it's it's. I, I think that's the big thing, right? Like, lots of PC people are going, "Oh, we win!" You know, we it was working fine for us. But like, yeah, so what? Like, it's congratulations, you've uh, you've won the uh, the war against the consoles. But like, yeah, it, it's not the experience that everybody's had with it. So yeah, I, I think I, they still had a lot of bugs on the PC, but they it ran a lot more smoothly than it did for others. Yeah, and when you look at games that released on console and then released poorly on PC, it's night and day. Like, Cyberpunk is one of the only games that released well on PC and poorly on consoles. Where, like, you couldn't play Batman Arkham Knight on PC when it originally released. Like, it was yeah. physically unplayable. Um, so, it's I, I, I see it as a, as a sort of a thing going like, all right, well, PC's got one around on you. You know, now you know how it fucking feels. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of interesting seeing those um, those comebacks, you know, to and fro from from different games. It, it may just be that they are, you know, particularly looking at um, or developing in this particular area, and they go right, we got that fucking perfect, and they just worry about the rest later on. So yeah, interesting. Hmm. And our final piece of the news this week, buddy, um, we have a an updated subscriber count for Games Pass. Um, so Xbox Games Pass has reached. 23 million subscribers this month. That's including us. That is including us. We're two of that 23 million. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their target is they that they want to res- uh, get to 30 million members by the time uh, Halo Infinite comes out. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, which, um, yeah. But, like, it's, it's amazing. Like, the amount of content that's coming through there at the moment is, is still insane. Um, I will just say... That all that EA Play shit that came through, I, I I can't play any of those games. That fucking the beta that they've got on the PC is almost un unusable. 
Well, it is unusable. I had to remove it. It's just so shit. But um, everything else works fine. It's really good. It's a really uh, good system of play. Yeah, and Games Games Pass is also is great for me as well because it's both Xbox and PC. Um, and after finishing the Doom Eternal DLC on consoles, um, of course, friends of mine were saying, look, man, if I can play it on PC, and I pulled up Game Pass on PC, and I'm like, there it is. It's right there. Um, so yeah. I'm going to see if Thieves, see if Thieves just had its three-year launch anniversary. They had this big fireworks display in um, in Sydney two days ago, or three days ago now. Um, yeah. And it was, it was fucking cool. And they were, they were sort of giving out these, like, hidden loot chests with limited edition Sea of Thieves controllers with, like, you know, those gold coin chocolates and shit like that. I'm My like, fuck, God. I want one of those. <laughs> Damn it, Sydney. We've got stuff here, too. It's just as fun. Sorry, we got the Formula One. Baby, <laughs> we win. Ha <laughs> uh, Yes. Yeah, so look, uh, I mean, it, it's it's a good service. I would uh, like. It's still my favourite service um, out of, out of all the gaming ones at the moment. It is Netflix for video games. It is hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, but there we go. That is it for the news this week. Uh, Duty. We do have a sponsor. They are Culture Shock Collectibles. What do they do? Yes, you haven't heard from Culture Shock Collectibles in about a week or two now, but of course, they're a collectible company. The new things that are coming out is, of course, uh, there is the Winter Soldier hot toy from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It is him in his blue outfit with his black and gold arm and his short shaved hair. Uh, He comes with the exact same accessories as the two previous Winter Soldier uh, hot toys, so he comes with that large LMG that he only used in Civil War and in... uh, Infinity War. He didn't. He hasn't used it in the show so far, so I don't know why he's coming with it. Um, But there's also the Rosario Dawson um, uh, Ahsoka Tano hot toy, and you can either get that separately or you can get that in a pack with uh, with little Grogu. Um, And it looks pretty cool. Looks pretty rad. It's just a yeah. It's just a Ahsoka hot toy from the series of the Mandalorian. And there's also, of course, the Ahsoka hot toy from the Clone Wars. Which, interesting enough, they look like completely two separate people. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that's 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 out. That's coming soon. Shit! There's also. Did the you new- see the uh, space Space Jam two uh, uh, Funko Pops? I did. I refused to look at. I saw Space Jam two Funko Pops and I went, oh, "I'm good." <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> well, who's excited I, for this film? I I don't know. I mean, LeBron James, obviously, but you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I can't imagine why anyone would be excited about this. Maybe kids because they're stupid. I mean, yeah, it's, it's sort of the same thing that's going on that previously happened. Is like, yeah, the original Space Jam was awesome, and then there's the new one. People are like, eh, and it's like the original Mortal Kombat was awesome, and then there's the new one, which we'll talk about on next week's episode of Nerd. Don't say a word. I haven't seen it yet. I want to go in clean. Oh, okay. I've been prepping all this week watching all of the Mortal Kombat stuff. I uh, watched the latest cartoon release of, what was it, Scorpion's Revenge? Scorpion's Revenge is fucking dope. It's done by the Warner Brothers animation team who do... um, uh, the you know DC animated movies. They're they're fucking good. They're fucking good movies. Oh man, that that uh, that Scorpion's Revenge is so good. It is just absolutely gruesome. It's everything you want from Mortal Kombat. So, um, um, we're not going to talk about it anymore because I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, let's talk about Culture Shock Collectibles. Uh, yes. You can check them out at cultureshockcollectibles.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram, and you can sign up. They've got a, a club now where you can earn loyalty points and stuff. So. Indeed. um 
yes, go and check out all the details of that uh, on their website and Facebook. They also have a uh, YouTube page where Michael uh, will go through news of, of upcoming uh, figures releasing and uh, if anything can be ordered, can't be ordered, if there's any shipment issues and stuff like that as well. So he's very vocal with that. Um, his, YouTube, his YouTube channel is pretty cool. He puts a bit of work into it. He's got a really cool sort of backdrop setting and stuff like that too. Um, so yeah, check that out as well. Shaken, uh, not shaken on it, fucking idiot. Uh, Culture Shock Collectibles <laughs> on uh, YouTube. Excellent. There we go. Uh, Well, look, we've got a couple of games that we want to talk about this week. Uh, Let's kick things off with the sexiest game, of course. Uh, It is Subverse. What the fuck? (laughs) I mean, just what the fuck? (laughs) Tell us about what the fuck is going on, because this is this is something else. Yes, if uh, it's been a hot minute since we've been on the been uh, on the show, so I have already done a video on it. So Fuzzy's probably already seen what the fuck this is. But if you oh, have yeah. it, um, I still don't know that. I've watched the video. I've seen the the, the the trailers. I've seen all about this. I still don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, so it's basically um, it is the it's it's the world's first adult. Uh, it's, it's probably the, the yeah the, the first we've ever seen of an adult entertainment game. It is a porn game, but it, it the porn takes a side seat. It is a uh, Mass Effect waifu top down space shooter, but turn based grid combat on the ground. RPG. Um, it's it's very hard. To <laughs> I don't know how you can say that with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Um, essentially, <laughs> what three years ago, this company called Studio Fo or FOW or whatever you want to call it, um, they are known for uh, making smutty things out of pre-existing properties. So basically, Rule Thirty Four videos um, set out on Kickstarter to make their own video game called Subverse. Uh, Maybe got- explain what Rule Thirty Four is to those who don't know. <laughs> if there can be, there is porn of it. Um, so if you type rule 34 Pokemon, you're going to get, don't, don't type it in. (laughs) Don't recommend it. (laughs) Yeah. If if you type rule 34 fucking flowers, then you're going to get it. You know, if, if there can be, there is porn of it. That's rule 34. Um, so essentially, yeah, this company's made, uh, went on to Kickstarter, got over $2 million to make their game. Uh, and now it is an early access. Now it is an early access for just over 40 Australian dollars, which is too much money on Steam. Um, that's that is a okay. Firstly, that's a lot for early access. If your game is in early access and it is over thirty dollars, I am not buying it. Like just for, for starters, like there is so much shit that goes on. There's so much that's available. Thirty bucks should be like the cap for those games. If you're spending more than that, wait till it's on sale. I wait. spent too much money. Absolutely, you uh, did. But that's okay. Like, continue. Uh, the game uh, in the early access portion is only about five hours long. That is to finish. All the main missions, all the side missions, unlock all the sex scenes, everything. Five hours, done. Um, Five hours? That seems incredibly quick. Yeah, so uh, essentially what the game is, is a top-down sort of space combat shooter. So it's, you know, flying ship around, avoiding, you know, missiles and shooting back. You know, your generic sort of crap. Love it, love Uh, it. On the ground, it is grid-based combat, so it's a little bit similar to that of, uh, like, Final Fantasy, but it's got a grid mechanic to it, so you have to be, you know, within this certain range to do this attack. If you've played games like Warhammer and stuff before, it's it's basically like that. Um, uh, There is a dating simulator, which is essentially giving gifts to your waifus and they go thank you and they give you artwork that goes into the gallery the gallery is locked because the game is in early access uh and 
there are Mass Effect elements of it where you'll fly around a big space map and go to planets and do missions there. So sort of like how you do it in Mass Effect, you fly to the, you know, fly around the galaxy map, go to the planet, do a mission, fly around to the galaxy map. Um, and then you've got your sort of your base of operations where you can upgrade these um, sort of monster characters that you can use on your ground combat. You can upgrade your spaceship for your star combat and you can fuck your waifus. Um, yeah. Of course. I mean, that that is the most important part of it all. I yeah, mean, it's, right it's, now, what you've described sounds like Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it's pretty much the exact same thing that happens in Mass Effect. Yeah, and I, I've said this in the video as well. Mass Effect is sold as a RPG and the tits are an extra. Like, if you want to see tits <laughs> in Mass Effect, you need to work for it. You need to you need to put in the long yards. You need to do loyalty missions. You need to build a relationship with a character. You can't just go, let's fuck. Where this game is sold as a let's fuck game, um, but the sex is maybe about 5 to 10%. You can go and have, you know, do these sex scenes as much as you want, but it's if, if you're buying it for that, you're going to be severely disappointed. Uh, the gameplay mechanics of the actual game, so the space combat and ground combat, is actually really fun. Uh, I got Mrs. Duty to play it. She hated the space combat, but she loved the ground combat to the point where she really enjoyed it. Um, How did she feel about the fucking? Yeah, so there's this thing in the game called Pandora. Um, anytime you want to fuck one of the three wifers, uh, there's going to be apparently like 14 of them. Um, but anytime you want Good to do that, Lord. you go into the captain's quarters, you click on the bed, and you have this scene selector thing called Pandora. Rather than traditional sex or sex, um, it is uh, three to four second uh, gift time loops. I have no sound. problem with it. I mean, that sounds like a very standard amount of sex. So, three to four seconds. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, essentially, you can level up your waifus when you take them out into battle and stuff. And when they level up, they get PP points. In Pokemon, it's called Power Points. Here, it's called Pooter Points. And you, oh. use, <laughs> you use these Pooter Points to unlock sex scenes with your waifus. I would pay so much money just to hear you say "puta points" uh, on just uh, on repeat, like just just that just makes me laugh. Yep. So use these puta points uh, to unlock <laughs> sex scenes. One puta point is a standard sort of <laughs> is a standard gift fucking. Two puta points is <laughs> is a legendary scene that has a slider which goes how fast you fuck, how fast you get fucked, and then there's a come button at the end where you'll do exactly so. Um, oh wow! There are enemy factions in the game of of space pirates, which are generic sort of space pirates, and then there's robots known as the fuckbots, which want to fuck you and kill you and take any data or information you have. It's over the top. It's crazy adult. Ooh. The comedy Ooh. and the, the, everything is is uh, spoken and is is uh, voice acted. There's no sort of text bubbles that you have to read, which is fantastic. Um, the voice acting. Wow! Fantastic. So they got voice actors to do this. Oh work. yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, they got. Full voice actors for the game. How's um, the moaning and the groaning? Uh, you get over it after about six hours of gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the the dialogue is is actually hilarious. There is very adult. It is aware that it is a game made for neckbeards, um, and that they just make fun of themselves. They make fun of Randy Pitchford. Um, which is quite fucking funny. They make fun of loads of different sort of things. Um, but for a forty dollars early access game. If you're looking for something fun to play, wait for it to hit sale. Studio Foe are constantly saying they're going to be updating and working on the game with new waifus, new expansions to the story. They're actually going to have sex movies rather than a sex clip maker thing, which is weird. Um, 
but yeah, if you're after adult entertainment, I mean, or even just you know something to laugh, I, I think it's actually hilarious to watch and play. If you've got to go, like, I made Mon, you know, my wife, uh, play it, and she was just going, "What the fuck!" Like, it was hilarious watching her play it. Um, <laughs> so it's good for a laugh. Um, if you're buying it to get your rocks off, you're going to be severely disappointed. Um, to the point where it's it's don't spend forty dollars on porn. Um, yeah. That's that's subverse. <laughs> Early access subverse. If you want to see more, there is my video. Be warned, though, I've censored the genitalia, so you won't see any of that. Why would you be warned about that? That seems like a very helpful thing to have done. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're going you there to, to YouTube, anyways, if, but yeah, if you're going there to jerk off to do these videos, uh, yes, you may be disappointed. Well, like, yeah, I've seen other people like you know cover this game and they completely blur the whole screen. I'm like, dude, I'm just covering the dong. So you can see what they're doing, but the dong's covered and the nips are covered. Other than that, you can still see what they're doing. Fair enough. <laughs> dong and, no dong and nips here. Um, yeah, interesting. Okay, um, so did we get the, a score for this one? Oh, uh, shit, I'd give this a two and a half out of five. It's, You'd it's give it one? Oh! <laughs> it's early access. Um, it's, it's not a full game. It's five hours long. If you're buying it for sex, you're going to be severely disappointed. But the comedy and the the, the spoken dialogue and all of the dialogue is fantastic. There's got there's yeah. a bit of work into it. The combat is fun. Um, but yeah, for forty bucks, it's just not worth that much. If it was twenty bucks, then yeah, easy. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, mm. It's that's yeah. Again, I, I like I say, the early access games are designed. You know, they, they're still in development. Like you, you're giving people a taste for what you've uh, you've done, and hopefully teasing them for you know, future opportunities. For that kind of price, we're giving people a bit of a test run, and it's essentially free market testing for you. Like you need to be doing that at a, a lesser cost. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing as well. Like you know, there are a lot of people who create content, like you know, like us, the podcast and stuff like that, who will jump on. This game was on the top of the Steam charts for like a week. Like people are going fucking apeshit. Wow. And and that's what a lot of content creators do: is they go on Steam, see what's trending, and they cover what's trending. So then their video trends. Um, and there's a lot of the, this game trends. This game was fun, but also like this game has had no quality of life updates. And it's, it's basically been left alone. And Studio Four have come out and said like we don't like giving a a time frame of when things are going to be done. We don't like giving roadmaps because then it locks us into certain dates, and then we have to push to get those dates. I'm like, yeah, but then you tell people come back in a month, and we've got this. Come back in three months, and we've got this. You know, I could turn on Steam now, and the game will probably have no updates to it in three months' time. Like yeah. it, it feels like it was just sort of released to get more money to go into the project, but then after people have now played it and reviewed it, and like you know, I have just now, they'll go, "Well, I'm not going to buy it," and then there'll be no money left in the game to do the fucking rest of it. Well, I think the whole idea with those development maps and pathways and you know giving people objectives is is to get, create that investment opportunity. Like you know, if you see a game and you go, "Oh yeah, okay, I know it's going to be finished," and you know, it's going to be the, it's going to take a year. These are the things they're going to put into it. That gives you something to hang on to. Like, you know, it, it feels, uh, you know, yes, it gives you target dates, but it sounds like this game's, well, A, it's fairly expensive, and B, it's fairly popular. So, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be one of those ones that they've got enough money now. Whether or not they decide, hey, that's enough, and fuck off and don't do any of the rest of the development is, a, is the next question. So... Very yeah, I'll be interesting interested to see, see where they go. It is it is the first game we've ever seen like this. This is also the first game that Studio Foe or FOW have ever done. Um, so you got to give them a bit of leeway with that as well. So it, you, yeah, you got to give, you got to take, but also it was a fairly steep asking price. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much for that, uh, Mr. Dutram. It yeah. sounds uh, like one of those ones that I will give a pass to and then pick up on a Steam sale when it's down for like 10 bucks. You should totally play it. <laughs> Get Mrs. Fuzzy to play it. Absolutely not. She would fucking hate it. Uh, <laughs> Look, let's talk about a game that uh, she probably could play uh, and is a bit more family-friendly. Uh, it is called Dorf Romantic. Um, now, this game is a game that I was... Look, I initially set out a couple of weeks ago. I said I was going to play the new um, Abe's Odyssey game that came through. And yes. I played that for maybe half an hour and went... It's... It doesn't... It, I don't know if it's lost the magic of being able to throw your farts at people and you know, have them laugh at you. But, I mean, it just, I, yeah, it's not as fun as I remember it being. Um, but, yes, so instead of playing that, I started playing Dwarf Romantic. And, holy shit, this game's a lot of fun. Now, it is, again, it's a, it's a PC-only game at this point in time. Um, it is available at an early access for $14.50, which is the perfect amount for an oh, early yeah. access game. That, that's an actual proper price. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're looking to do um, like a full release, um, I believe, uh, mid to late this year. Uh, but they've actually got proper roadmaps. They're doing out uh, updates, all the rest of it. Um, it's been out for a while now, so a few of the bugs have been worked out. Um, it's been out, I think it's a month. Yeah, it's about a month now. So they've, they've worked out a few of the, the little bugs to it. But yeah, it's just something else. Now, to explain this to you, it's it, it's essentially a board game that you're playing on PC. Mm -hmm. It is a, they've co they call it a peaceful building strategy and puzzle game. And basically what you get each time is you, you the idea is that you place down a specific resource tiles on a map and connecting the tiles together to form, um, to form cities. Uh, forming them together in different combinations gives you uh, extra tiles and the idea is to score more points by you know, creating larger and larger cities. Um, it's really interesting just the way that it works. There's these really simple mechanics for how things fit together. Um, each of the tiles you get comes through is sort of like randomly generated each time you um, you perform a task. And, you know, it could have different resources on it like uh, water or railway lines or trees or buildings. And you have to connect them together to perform, you know, combinations of each of those resources. And it's just, yeah, it's just fun. And like the, it says it's peaceful up front and it really is it's a relaxing game that you can just kind of lose yourself in mm -hmm. um so you it's like a I, I think of it like a like a cozy sunday afternoon when it's cold outside like it's it's that kind of game that you can just sort of fall into and just relax with and yeah while it's while it's very relaxing it's also quite challenging and you can you can spend time you, you could just chuck a bunch of tiles down and connect things together randomly but the the the, the mastery of this game comes in you know, exactly how you piece it together and make the most out of the things that are given to you. It's just, yeah, I've, I found a lot of a, a lot of joy and a lot of um, satisfaction out of out of this game and just how how easy it is to start with, but how difficult it is to get really fucking good at. Yeah, I've uh, and and that's the thing as well. Like there aren't that many games that have that calming atmosphere to them because you know you take a look at games like yeah even something like mario or mario kart like you know if you're playing that with kids they can get loud they can get frustrated they can start crying and all that sort of stuff like that like there is there aren't that many games that can just provide that sort of 
you know, that step away, that relaxation where most games sort of yeah. get you fucking built up and get you frustrated and stuff. And look, I, I think there's there's some really good uh, games in this in this particular genre. I've been playing a lot of um, like city building strategy games lately, um, they're, and they're they're kind of you know there's a lot of calmness to it because there is no like there's no enemy. You're not fighting anybody. What you're doing is just getting better with you know management of resources and all of the things and just building something larger and larger. Um, there was another game that came out, I think it was la- maybe two years ago, uh, called Islanders, mm-hmm. um, which is right about the same price. I think it's like 10 bucks on Steam. And it's the same kind of idea, very minimalist city-building games. Um, this one's a bit more free, so you're not like uh, restricted to placing tiles down next to each other. Um, but this one was, you know, sort of a, you were creating and placing uh, different types of buildings within circuits of each other, and they either gave you um, extra points or less points for being close or far from um, from uh, relatively uh, similar buildings. So it was just it was a really interesting concept for sitting building games. So I think there's a lot of lot of like you say calmness, and and you take your time with a lot of these things, and it becomes a really relaxing and gaming experience where you're not feeling rushed. You're doing this at your own pace. Okay, um, yeah, and yeah. and it's it's early access now, and it's going to be releasing later on in the year, and they, they've provided a roadmap of when actually things are going to be done as well, which is yeah, it's a positive because then it not only gives you you know the player and the consumer time to go okay, cool, well, it's going to be ready to go at this date, and you know when a game does release in early access and then it releases fully, like they have the right to increase the price because the game is finished, hundred um, percent, yeah. Yeah, so it gives you time if you want to check it out and buy it now, but also it goes, okay, well, this is what they're going to be doing, and you have a, a time frame of things to be excited and look forward to. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's I, I really enjoy just, just being, sub, like, supported like that through uh, some of these early access games, because I do play quite a few of them through through Steam. Um, so there's, uh, there's one that I played, uh, I talked about a while ago called Medieval Dynasty, and that's a, a, a sort of a, a first-person city-building thing in medieval times, and you literally just build up from scratch, you know, a farm, and then, you know, place walls around a community and invite people to your village all the rest of it and that's that has a really good supportive roadmap as well um so it shows exactly where they, they're going to go to and they keep talking and doing development diaries about the next stage of release which is really cool um so yeah i, I like to see some more of that coming through from games so yeah unlike uh, yours where it's just like yeah we've we've got fucking there'll be fucking and more fucking eventually um <laughs> uh it's it's nice to see games that actually you know help you to be excited for things in the future um, i mean you get excited with the fucking game but you know that'll only last <laughs> so three long. to four seconds three uh, yeah <laughs> yeah man that yeah <laughs> that's um there's another one that I've been playing as well um, uh, called Hammer Ting, which is uh, pretty fun. That is a um, it, it's a, a a building simulator game, but it is uh, it's basically you are building a dwarven mine. Um, so it's like yeah, it's it's kind of it kind of feels that same kind of thing. Very relaxing. There is a little bit of combat in there, um, and but there's not not so much those time um, sensitive things. It's very much. It's all about that exploration and creation and managing re- and finding resources. So that's, but they are still again in early access and have been developing for a while. But they give really good roadmaps about uh, where they are and what's coming next. So, 
Yeah, it's, I've got, like I said, been getting into a lot of those for a long time, and I think, yeah, that it's one of my new favourite uh, favorite genres to play, um, just because of the just because of the the relaxation you feel from it you you are doing these very simple activities and you're getting a lot of uh, you get achievement out of it and you're not stressed by it it's it's actually quite fun yeah it's very tra- tranquil yeah yeah as opposed to playing games like i also play a lot of dead cells and hades and things like this which are incredibly stressful action games and they yeah they put a lot of pressure on you to perform at specific points and it's a, a, a it's a fun experience in, in in its own way, but it doesn't have that that sort of <laughs> chilled out relaxation time that I get with this one. So yeah, yeah f- very strong recommend for this. Uh, it's called Dorf Romantic. Um, it is available now on Steam. This would be a game that would translate really easily to console as well, I believe. Um, just because of the way, like there's literally all you're doing is flipping around tiles, like turning them around and moving them into place. So it wouldn't be very hard to translate that across to a controller. Yeah. Um, So yeah, definitely could be something like if that came out on Switch, it'd be fucking amazing. It'd be a really good game to get. Um, I'm going to give this one a four out of five. I think Ooh. it's a, a a really solid game. And if you're into minimalist games or city builders of any type, uh, this is definitely one to get now while it's super cheap. Ooh. And yeah, like you said, it's only like 10, 15 bucks. Uh, $14.50 Australian. So, um, yeah, super cheap. A lot better than forty three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> a lot better. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 much. Like I said, I, I will not pay over thirty dollars for any game in early access. I just think that's just that's a crazy amount of money to pay. Um, I've got a, a bunch on my wish list, and it is it grows by the day. Obviously, my Steam wish list, um, and there's a lot of them that are you know that are over that price, and I won't pay for it until it's on sale um, during the Steam sales time. So. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's one of those ones. Steam sales, though, is the time that I create my pile of shame. Um, it grows exponentially every time a sale comes through because I always have, like, 50% discounts. It's, like, it's fantastic. Yeah, and there, I will say as well, like, compared to, to playing on consoles with PC, like, there's, you know, there's a new game that came out, and I can't really necessarily provide a review of it because we played it for less than three hours and refunded it back to Steam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's a new game that's trending now called Lunch Lady, and it is basically four-player survival horror game, a bit like Slenderman, where you have to find ten pages, um, but uh, you have to find ten pages to cheat an exam, and you and four other school friends are going into the school after hours, and the Lunch Lady is hunting you and, and trying to take you down. Um, okay. So what the, didn't you like about it? Like, it just it just didn't do anything? Uh, it, it was it, just it, it's, really one-dimensional? You can You can play the game in like 10 15 minutes and that's the game done and if you turn the difficulty up there's like random steam pipes that are all over the school that shoot out hot steam if you walk into the steam you get not you get killed um and then someone has to find a med pack and revive you and it it, it's fun for all of you know maybe an hour or two and then it's like okay nah this actually sucks um so yeah it it wasn't great it's got this sort of generic now for for horror games where the screen goes black and then it's just really loud noises as the the you know the lunch lady is in your face going and i'm like oh god it's one of these things um it it sounds very stupid Yes, but we have more. Oh, not more to come out. Uh, Res- Resident Evil Eight coming out, which is I'm excited and scared for. At the same time, it's coming out very soon. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, we've got um, there's a bunch of stuff coming up really shortly. So um, as we talked about earlier, uh, Returnal's coming up in the next. Uh, I believe that's next week. Um, the MotoGP 21 is out this out week, today. I believe. Yep, that's that's correct. Um, and we've got a bunch of others. So the Mass Effect game comes out soon. So yeah, lots of lots of things to look forward to in the uh, the next few months. I think it's been a really lean time for new like AAA titles coming through. Yeah, and it's it's an interesting thing because like after that, there's going to be a period of flat nothing for a good three months or so, which that's it's it's unfortunate when we have that with games where movies there's generally something out somewhat regularly where with games they somewhat sort of, they, they yeah, well, yeah with with corona nah but um like with games they sort of release them in blocks in certain parts of the years and there's just yeah. nothing um but i think games like mass effect will be good for that because it's three games remastered that you can just sink your fucking teeth into because they're long absolutely yeah, that that comes out mid next month, so it's still a, it's still a while away. But um, yeah, we've got uh, what else? Have we got uh, yeah, Days Gone on PC comes out mid May. Yep. Um, we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC. <laughs> uh, <laughs> won't be going back to that. Oh man, I tried to trade that in. I got offered seven dollars for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. What um, seven dollars? Dude, I is... liked Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes, uh, Resident Evil 8 is coming out on the 7th of May, so you can get stepped on by a giant lady at some point. Have you seen the videos of that? She's fucking huge. Ooh, it's creepy. Um, they're doing these weird demos as well, so timed release demos. Um, I think they've done the first one, which was out for like available for five hours. If you didn't get it, then it was gone. Yeah. Um, they're doing another one. That's ex- I think the first two are exclusive to PlayStation, and then the third one is the final one, which everybody gets um so they're coming out the next few weeks as well uh so you can give it a bit of a try and see if you like it uh one that i'm really excited for which i has has been around for ages since the last time we went to pax um bio mutants do you remember playing that game yeah that's releasing in may that's been teased for years i know it's literally the last time we went to pax and like Two fucking years ago, um, so that's that's coming out uh, in uh, in May, and but it is only coming out as the previous generation's version, so they haven't done a next gen version of it, which is not great. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it does so, look pretty though. I've seen some of the, the you know they dropped I think a trailer this morning or something like that for it, and it, it still looks real pretty. And look, like, I had uh, a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, I, I played uh, I played half an hour of it um, when we were at PAX, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was um, it looked like a, a lot of fun. Um, we're also getting a Subnautica Below Zero. Now, have you played any of Subnautica? Uh, I did, but I played the um, the fun mode, the non-resource mode, because sure. I'm not overly a huge fan of the sort of mine for this, mine for this, and I'm definitely afraid yeah. of sharks. So I was like, <laughs> put, my, put me in a submarine where nothing can penetrate me. <laughs> he said Praising. after playing your uh, game. Anyway, yeah, uh, no, that, that's coming out. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I've very much enjoyed uh, the Subnautica experience. It is... Yeah, I think that the survival mode sort of, uh, yeah, it can be fun, uh, survival gameplay. Um, it can also drag a little bit. I think they do it in a really interesting way. So, um, yeah, like I've, I've enjoyed the first the first version. This You know, the new version of um, Subnautica coming through looks like they're going to have a bunch of new monsters and all sorts of things going on and new mysteries to uncover. So that looks pretty cool. Uh, so I'll be getting into that next month as well. 
Um, but yes, look, until uh, until that time when we've got new things to talk about, um, we will take five and see you next time. I've been Fuzzy Dan reminding you that if your sex video game isn't voiced by real voice actors, how can you be sure that the moans are real and that the ejaculate is actually earned? And this is Zuda reminding you to fuck those tiles. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha